Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, the co-founder and CEO and the head of strategy for Arius Financial, Jackson Milan, all the way from uh, on your way to the Outback in Australia, uh, joining us on location. <laughs> Jackson, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to having a chat today. So if we were to open up the window behind you, what, what would we see right now? So we're in northwestern New South Wales. Uh, so we're about seven hours uh, from Sydney. I think most people know where Sydney is. And uh, it's, yeah. it's a very stark contrast to uh, to what Sydney is. We're in the middle of the bush. We're surrounded by mountain ranges. We wake up to, to birds singing in the morning. It's fantastic. So we're now five weeks into a year traveling around Australia, uh, basically running our business from the road and, and promoting the idea of creating a true lifestyle business, a business that allows you to manufacture financial freedom now, as opposed to waiting until you're old and gray. Yeah. What do the birds sound like? They sound beautiful, mate. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's so great to be at peace. I think there's no better way to start the morning than being in nature. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So yes, let's talk about cash flow. Let's talk about helping your, our, our business leader friends uh, who, um, you know, we listen, I, well, let, let me ask you um, in terms of cash crunches and cash flow issues, how common is that for business owners? So common. My first experience with observing this, Josh, was really my parents. My parents were business owners. My mum was a hairdresser. She tried very hard to create a successful salon with very little success. And uh, my old man was a bit of a dreamer. He tried his hand at every single business that you could possibly imagine. Just never really stuck to anything long enough to see that success himself. And I remember just seeing them always having cash flow issues. And they always taught mm -hmm. me great values. They said, Jackson, if you want to you want to be successful in the world, you've got to work hard for it. And they worked harder than anyone that I'd ever seen. They'd work six an hour days for as long as I could remember. However, even as a kid, I realized there was something wrong. When I could see unopened bills piling up on the kitchen table, and I could see that whenever I'd ask for something, there was always a tentative response that they wanted to give me everything that I wanted, but that just wasn't enough financial means to support it. And this was the, my first experience of cash flow issues. And I realized there was a disconnect between their effort and their income. And yeah. then as I continued to go through my career of starting as a financial advisor at 19 and, and working with thousands of businesses and, and ultimately helping them build over 1.4 billion in combined wealth over the last decade, most clients who come to us that are business owners have cash flow issues. Their businesses are cash eating monsters. And there's a few key problems that, that fuel that, that cash-eating monster status they have in their business. I think the first one is that most business owners don't get into business to be financial planners. They get into business because they're good at what they do. Typically, they've worked for somebody, they've been like a, a superstar, or they've seen an opportunity to be able to capture that, that space in the market where they can make more money for themselves by doing it for themselves. But then they end up getting into business and they inherit all of these extra responsibilities, money management being one of them. And like, yeah. think, like think back to, to, to across your whole life, Josh, like how many lessons did you learn at school about money, about money management? <laughs> just, it no. just doesn't happen. So we all yeah. learn through the school of hard knocks whilst we've got all these other competing priorities. And for that reason, we end up having this, this phenomenon that we call cash flow creep that our, as our income increases in our business, so do our expenses, sometimes exponentially so. And that could be a really dangerous situation to be in. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, and, um, you know, having spoke for Tony Robbins organization and, you know, attended Business Mastery, I know that that's a subject that the, you know, that the Tony and, you know, kind of the other speakers talk about. Um, and, you know, the, the reality is, you know, if you are growing or you're shrinking, right, cash flow is going to be impacted because if you're growing, you would think, well, wait a minute, sales are healthy. What's going on? Right. And so it's like, if you're stagnant, uh, sometimes, you know, and it's like, nothing's happening, right. You're just kind of state, you got your same customers, got your same expenses. Things are a little bit more predictable when you're growing, you know, maybe you're doing many more onboardings with clients or something like that. And so, you know, your build-out costs just start to exceed what you've been able to recapture from that. I mean, this is this sort of thing happens. What, what Go ahead and talk about um, those those uh, periods of business. You know, of course, I mentioned too, right, of where it's, it could be particularly painful. And it doesn't make yeah. logical sense. It really doesn't, no. And this is a big scale trap that many business owners fall into and they don't understand their cash burn required to scale and mm-hmm. they don't understand their cost to serve, they don't understand their acquisition costs because we've got to realize that it's expensive to onboard a new client. It is probably one of the most expensive exercises that you can do in a business. And if you don't understand the relationship between a new client acquired and the cost to serve and then the margin that you have in that client or what your break-even point is, that it's you can see businesses burn their bank balance and their working capital very, very quickly. I have a particular example of a, of a, a, a marketing agency that I was working with that was a multi-seven-figure business. And the, it was a very ambitious CEO who started working with us and he goes, I'm scaling up. I want to triple my business this year. And anybody who says they want to triple their business in a year, I go, okay, alarm bills. There's going to be mm-hmm, some things mm-hmm. that are definitely going to break. And there's, there's going to be financial systems that we're going to have to uh, re-implement because they're not going to work the same anymore. And yeah. he came to me because he had an issue that he saw that for every single client he was onboarding, he was burning through cash flow at a rate of knots. He was taking out overdraft accounts. He was maxing out credit cards. And when I crunched the numbers on it, he was months away from going broke. Like we're talking probably about six weeks away. And I had to have a hard conversation with him to say, look, Chris, we actually have to fire some some key team members because if you don't, you're not going to have the cash catch up in time for you to be able to cover these costs. So it was a harsh reality to take a couple of steps backwards in order to take step forwards. And it was a hard decision, but it was for the better good of the business to allow them to live to fight another day. And it was through understanding that cash conversion cycle that we could scale with predictability. And that's so mm-hmm. important. Well, what are the fundamentals to that? I mean, how do we figure out, um, you know, how, or, or, you know, how do how do we make some of these decisions? Yeah, the first thing we need to start is that we need to stop chasing vanity metrics. Mm. I know that even myself, and as most kind of ego-driven, uh, kind of ambitious entrepreneurs, we like to chase the the big numbers. It's that that next revenue target. It's this number of clients. It's a team of this size. But all of those things are, are really vanity metrics. They don't mean much. And it, this comes back to the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's, this is about paying yourself first. It's about asking yourself the question of every dollar that you earn, how much of that dollar is yours to keep? So the only metric that should matter in your business is profit. And sure, if you're going to scale and sacrifice some profits, you're going to reinvest those profits back into scaling and creating a bigger business, that's fine. But there needs to be an exit plan at the end of that of where you're going to be rewarded for all of that hard work and that sacrifice. We need to get a return on investment. So there should always be a North Star profit target that we're chasing. The next thing, 
is we need to know our numbers. And this is a little bit of a cliche. Everyone says it, but very few people do it properly. And it's just about knowing your KPIs. So it's about reverse engineering all of your numbers. So let's say, for example, we want to make $400,000 a year in profit. Based on my cost to serve, my fixed expenses, and my, my cost of sales, what does my top line revenue need to be in order for me to bank 400K in profit at the end of the year? Then, in order for me to, let's say, for example, it's a $2 million revenue business, in order for you to make $2 million, what activity needs to be done? So how many clients do I need to have paying me recurring revenue? How many projects do we need to complete? Whatever your business is, we need to define that metric that will result in that revenue. Then in order to get that many clients or do that much activity, how many tenders do we need to do? Or how many strategy sessions do we need to do? And we just reverse engineer this all the way back to leads. Sure. So what this allows us to do is to link the leads to your profit target. And it almost presupposes that if I hit this number, this number will be achieved as long as I'm managing everything throughout. But what this also does, Josh, this allows us the opportunity to optimize because what most businesses do, the one lever that they're pulling over and over again in their business is more leads. <laughs> Throw more money at marketing, more leads, more right, leads, more leads. Right. However, if we can understand that there's a drop-off significantly between discovery meeting and strategy meeting or tender sent to tender going forwards, then we can then start implementing strategies to remove what we call cash flow bottlenecks that actually cost yes, you right. nothing. It's opportunities that already exist that just through way of optimization that we can actually increase your top line revenue and your profit. Maybe you can help me out with a little bit of math here. Um, so sure. let's say that, uh, in, you know, and I've heard this explanation, right, in looking at multiple conversion points. So if you can improve maybe four different points along the way in your sales system, um, each at 10%, the accumulated increase is is fairly substantial. Can, I, I kind of just threw out some numbers there. I don't know if you can help me with that principle. Yeah, look, it, it magnifies. So it depends on the higher up you make the change, the more significant the impact it will have on your bottom line. So for example, if you can increase your conversion rate between a lead received and, and say an appointment booked by 10%, that is going to have a substantial and exponential increase on your bottom line profits because mm. that's the, the magnitude of impact as that flows through the, all of the remaining stages is substantial. And if we start increasing that at multiple stages throughout your sales pipeline, then once again, that's going to create some massive impacts. And the big problem is that people, people track these things they can't measure them. And if they can't measure them, they can't improve them. And basically yeah. it means that they're walking in the dark financially in their business. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how do you work with your clients then? I mean, we, we've talked about some great principles and someone's like, Jackson, I mean, this all sounds well and good, but I just need like a, I need a formula. I need an expert. I need someone to kind of walk me through this. Um, is, is that something that you do? It is, yeah, correct. So we refer to ourselves as wealth coaches. We're not business coaches because we believe that business is just a wealth creation vehicle to manufacture financial freedom. Because I've seen far too many business owners that end up becoming slaves to their business mm. and their business performs part of their identity. And ultimately, they end up compromising and sacrificing all of the other things in their life that are more important. So we created a simple system that allows us to help our clients manufacture financial freedom using their business and creating a true lifestyle business like I've been able to create for myself. We've now got a multi-seven-figure business with over 700 clients around the world, a team of 27, and I can spend a year traveling around Australia, living my best life at 32, 
where many people only dream of these things. Mm-hmm. And how I've been able to do this is the exact same system that I teach my clients. We cr- try to chase what we call the F4 formula. So for all of our clients, we try and help them create a business that produces $400,000 a year in profit, allows them to work four days a week and 44 weeks a year, and then allows them to be fast-tracked to building $4 million in net wealth. Now, I don't just have a love affair with the number four. There is some logic to my madness here. After working with thousands of clients, we worked out that at $400,000 a year of profit, assuming that we're pulling that out of the business, you can live a phenomenal lifestyle. From that point onwards, it's probably a point of diminishing returns. Like you might go from drinking a $20 bottle of wine to a $15 mm-hmm. bottle of wine, right? Like, like you, your quality of life doesn't increase exponential from that point. Next, if you are passionate about your business, if I speak to any business owner who is working because they want to, not because they need to, they enjoy their work. They don't want to retire. The idea of retirement for an entrepreneur is scary. So working four days a week, having a three-day weekend to be able to enjoy with the kids and spend more time with your significant other and be able to get back to your hobbies and your interests, have that time away from your business to think is so important. And then the 44 weeks a year is that we tie in two weeks away after every 90-day planning cycle. Once again, have that proximity away from the business to allow yourself to think outside of the box and allow things to grow. And 4 million net wealth should produce us about $200,000 a year in passive income, which now means that we've got 600 grand a year at our disposal that we can do some amazing things with. Wow! Not only can we achieve financial freedom, but we can now start focusing on creating generational wealth creating opportunities for the next generation to give them the ability to do the jobs that they're really passionate about. They're going to make a difference in this world. Yeah. Um, so Jackson, um, in terms of, um, you know, uh, who you typically work with, what size businesses, you know, what, what does engagement look like? How long do you typically work together? Um, what kind of budget should they have to work with you? Yeah, so most of our clients are service-based business owners. They are coaches, consultants, advisors, agency owners, health and wellness businesses, trade businesses. Most of them are multi-six figures. They've proven their business model, but they have this cash flow problem. And they feel like they should be earning more at this stage of the game based on the amount of work, effort that they're putting into their business. (laughs) And they want to disconnect their effort from their income whilst building personal wealth for the future. So we work with clients all around the world. And normally when they come and work with us, we will assist them with helping them implement the financial operating system, teaching them the fundamentals, and then essentially holding them accountable to following those systems until they become habits and, tr- and tried and true behaviors in their business that get them the outcomes that they want. Uh, most of our clients end up working with us for many years, even though we, our mission is to try and work with them for 12 months and put them in, put us in a position where they can actually make us redundant. Uh, but most of our clients enjoy the service so much that they hang around. Yeah. In terms of budget, we've got clients that work with us in our lowest package of about uh, 10K a year, anywhere up to 60K a year. Um, the big thing for us is that we try and aim to get all of our clients a 4X return on investment. And we provide them with 100% money back guarantee. So we've got skin in the game. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a 50-50 partnership. We give them everything we can to help them achieve the results. We've just got to do the work and uh, beautiful things happen. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so Jackson, um, in terms of um, you know the, the past year too, which I think has been pretty disruptive for a lot of businesses. In other businesses, you know, it's presented opportunities. Um, but are there any considerations in terms of where we've been and where we're going? And it, you know, maybe advice that you've been given, or maybe things that you've seen. That you say, right now, here's where I'd be looking, or here's where I'd be, what I'd be doing. 
Yeah, definitely. It was famously said by Winston Churchill that those who fail to learn from history are bound to repeat it. <laughs> and we, we know that there's always something around the corner. And we've seen that there's there's a, a bear market at one of, out, of, out of every four years. And we end up going into recession typically once out of every seven to 10 years. These things happen. We don't know exactly what it is, whether it's a covert or whether it's a GFC or whether it's a tech bubble burst or whatever it is. But there's always something around the corner that can impact you in the small business space. So the most important thing that you can do is build a war chest, a cash flow war chest in your business wow. that allows you to buffer against the unforeseen. Like, for example, Bill Gates all, at all times kept one year of operating expenses for Microsoft in the bank account. So like, imagine how much it costs to run Microsoft and imagine the amount of money that was just sitting there burning a hole in his pocket on the balance sheet. Yeah. But what that meant is that in times of hardship, if something, if shit really hit the fan, that he would be able to, with the leadership team, navigate any of those issues with complete certainty. And more importantly, be able to jump on the opportunities that presented themselves for businesses who weren't as prepared. Now, I'm not saying that every business should have 12 months operating expenses, but you should at least have three months. And you should also have a plan B, look at your profit and loss and say, if things didn't work out for me, if my revenue re reduced by 50%, what expenses could I cut and what would be, how long would it take me to feel the benefits of those cuts? Because not all of those cuts are immediate. Mm. And it's about making sure that we've got the cash flow afloat, the emergency fund, the war chest that gets us through those three months, and the ability to consolidate to fight another day. Like that client that I mentioned, Chris, sometimes we've got to make hard decisions in the, in the, the heat of the moment, but it is deciding whether you fall on your sword and your business doesn't fight to, fight to, to fight, live to fight another day, or whether you make some really tough decisions for the greater good so you can come back bigger and better than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, some of those decisions are going to be short term, you know, might be pretty painful. Like if there's, you know, it could be... Um, a level of service that you've offered to your clients. You're like, look, this is killing us financially. We're going to have to take some heat short term for this. And we might lose some customers as a result of it. But, you know, if you can, if you can, you know, kind of look at all of the savings opportunities and say, yeah, this is just, listen, I, you know, been there, done that. <laughs> I think anybody who's been in exactly. business any length of time, you've had to make some of those hard decisions from time to time. Uh, but, you know, just like you said, you, you live to fight another day and you come back stronger than ever because maybe your business model is just much more solvent. Exactly. And I think the simplest way for us to build up that war chest is to increase your prices. It is the number one thing that business owners don't do often enough. They don't mm. charge what they're worth. And we've worked with businesses who are just getting started, even to seasoned, like multi-generation businesses. And most people just don't charge what they're really worth. And the question you've got to ask yourself is, if I increased my price by 10% today, would I lose 10% of my clients? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then do it. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So Jackson, um, your website, and I'll go ahead and spell this as well, is Aureus Financial. And I, I'm not sure if I say, I'm saying that correctly, but Aureus Perfect. is A-U-R-E-U-S financial.com.au. Um, do you work with US clients or just primarily Australian? We do. Yeah, we're clients all, all the around above. the world. My uh, my furthest client away is uh, is in Germany at the moment. So uh, the fundamental principles of money work everywhere, and yeah. and we can support you with making sure you create the right wealth strategy. And of course, if you're uh, interested in connecting, feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can follow the the journey that we're on at the moment. Always producing a lot of great content and uh, here to support and got some great resources we can share as well.
Yeah. Where are you sharing all your pictures from uh, the Outback and all places you're going? Yeah, Facebook is the best place to find me. So just search for me, Jackson Milan, and uh, and basically you you can add me as a friend on Facebook, and we're sharing all of the videos and photos and everything of our our journey. Hopefully, with some good business tips along the way as well. That sounds great, Jackson Milan. Arias Financial. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it, Josh. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.